How's it going, everyone? Welcome to Conti and Nick. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> the first time they go offense, they take Jordan Love? They take Jordan Love! Listen, Matisse Thibel will lock up... CP3. Oh my god. Chris Paul. Oh my god. Chris Paul, baby. Oh. Right, Will? Nope, I totally disagree. <laughs> Welcome back to Conti and Nick, episode 58. I'm Will Nicholson, as always. I have with me Gino Conti. We're back in the Marshfield Community Media Studio. And Gino, how are we feeling today? Feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. Thank you very much. <laughs> how are you doing today, Will? I'm doing good. It's uh, you know, a little, little hot one out today, but you know, it's like it happens. It's hot out there. It's hot in here. We can't exactly. social media, Twitter, TikTok, at Conti and Nick, we're all there. And, uh, yeah, I guess we'll pretty much get started here. What, what do you want to start off with? We have a few topics to talk we about. We do. We have a lot. And you know what? One thing that really came up on us, really out of the blue, unexpected. Once again, this is the second week in a row. Here we are saying, oh, God, we got to add another topic because something big just happened. Yep. And, you know, we'd be disgraced if we weren't talking about it. We didn't have any football plan for today, and now we do. Baker Mayfield's been traded to the Carolina Panthers. We were just talking about this a couple weeks ago. So I think we've said a lot of our piece in pretty much what we need to say. But let's address it. Let's go back to it. Will, how are we feeling? So if you recall, I said a couple of episodes back when we talked about this, I said there was no way this was going to happen. I didn't think it was a possibility. Baker said he didn't want to play for the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers said they weren't interested in Baker. Robbie Anderson now has a, you know, a little... Explaining yeah, he's got a quote surfacing where it's like, oh, how would you feel? And he was just like, no, about yeah. Baker coming. But um, I, I think, you know, it, it is a good fit. And I said this, too, when, when we talked about it. It is a good fit because, you know, Baker, he needs somewhere to play. And like we said, on his best days, he's a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. And, you know, I think he fits in with a team who hasn't had that in a while, probably since 2015 with Cam Newton, got from Sam Darnold, and just a whole bunch of nonsense on that quarterback. And now they've got someone who I feel like is stable. Cam Newton again. Yeah, Cam Newton again. But now they have Baker Mayfield. He could get them to the playoffs. We forget how bad this division is in the, uh, the NFC South. I don't think they're as bad as you're making them out to I think they're really bad. You know, I don't think the Saints are that good. I don't have a lot of faith in the Saints. I feel like they're one of them. Well, yeah, maybe with, with Jameis Hurt, but still, I, I don't know. I'm still not sold on Jameis. I know he's your guy, but I think he makes too many mistakes. Um, Atlanta's just going to be god-awful this year. Atlanta, we all know that Gibbons not going to be Yeah, yeah. Listen, when you get two, two, two good teams in the division, I'm sold on New Orleans because, listen, that defense didn't get any worse. Okay, and in fact, they actually added some people to that defense. And that offense, in my opinion, about remains the same. I mean, I'm a big Ian Book fan. I actually thought he was pretty underrated and would have been an interesting prospect. And he was thrown into the limelight on a Thursday night football game against one of the best defenses in the NFL led by Brian Flores. It's it's not fair. It's one of those you can't, you know, really put that on him. And it was a point where Taysom Hill, who's a gadget player, was playing there full-time. Trevor Simeon, that Trevor Simeon. And they still remained a respectable team that defeated Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a 9 to nothing. one of my favorite games of all time. So The low-scoring game. The low-scoring game. So, I, I really... I, I never really addressed this with you because I never really understood where the New Orleans hate really came from. No, I would say hate. It's not hate. But the, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the New Orleans 
sleep, we should say. Sure. Sleep kind of came at this point, you know. But I wanted to ask you about that because, like I said, like, if Jameis doesn't get hurt, man, this is a respectable team. I was saying, a very respectable team. I'm, I'm not sold on them. I, you know, they have a new head coach now. Sean Payton's no longer there. Uh, Alvin Kamara has been pretty injury prone. I mean, he's had his ups and downs, but, you know, a lot of good ups. You know, Christmas Day, I'll never forget. I mean, that. That sits with me a little bit for fantasy football. Yeah, and then Gino won the championship. It's all a thing, anyway. But, uh, no, I, I just really don't see the hype. I don't think their wide receiving core is that great. Michael Thomas has had problems. Uh, they kind of feel like, you know, a little bit like the Raiders to me, you know, before I feel like they're going to put it together this year. But last year, there's, like, a whole lot going on. You don't really know how the structure is. Um, I think they're a great organization. I think they were good for a very long time, but it's a rebuilding process. I think they can get good, but I don't think that Jameis is the answer at quarterback. And they just got uh, Olave, right, in the draft. So I think Olave is going to be pretty good. And Michael Thomas and Olave. Yeah. That's that's what but Michael, that's Michael Thomas got on the field, though. That's like half the You don't think so? All right. That's... Michael Thomas and Olave. That's, that's solid. It is. That's a pretty solid game. I just think there's better teams in the NFC. I mean, what about that defense? Uh, the defense is pretty stacked, too. Cam Jordan's still kicking it. Cam Jordan's still kicking it. They got Demario Davis, who yeah. has really aged like five Marshall wide. Marshawn was really good. Marshawn Lattimore yeah. is one of the best corners in the league. They got Tyron Matthew. They signed him for a really cheap deal. I mean, yeah. this is a good team, man. And let's not forget that this team now will be playing to their strengths because this is the first time, and God knows how long, New Orleans has really been done as a defensive team. And what did they do? They didn't. They made an internal hire. They didn't bring in someone from outside. They brought in Dennis Allen. And let me tell you, so many teams, and we did reference this 9-0 victory earlier, but so many teams better be and best be looking at that film from that 9-0 game where Dennis Allen completely shut down that Tampa Bay game and Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense because, in my opinion, that was a master class and a masterpiece defensive outing. A lot of teams better be looking at that film, in my opinion. Sure. So kind of back to the Panthers here. We kind of got a little off, off topic. What do you think? So, do you, you think Baker Mayfield will lead this team to the playoffs? Well, absolutely. Yeah, I think they could for sure be a playoff team. It's in the possibility. Have a guy like Baker Mayfield. He's healthy. Hopefully, Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy. You still have DJ Moore. You have Robbie Anderson. You got a lot of pieces there. Their defense is still pretty good. They got JC Horn. Uh, they still, you, know, you always say the safety's name, I always forget. Yes. DJ Henderson. Yes, Conte yes. Jackson. So they have a great secondary. Ryan Burns. And this is Conti saying they have a good secondary who is a defensive backs coach. So I'm, I'm, I'm buying it, right? I'm sold on it. But, well, well, they have potential. Sure. They have potential. Yeah. I'm, I think CJ Henderson can be great, but injuries and a little bit of inconsistency, well, in, inconsistencies because of injuries, have not really propelled him to the level I believe he can be. JC Horn, hopefully that's not the same case. Hopefully, he I think he's going to be a really good player. Yeah. People say Dante Jackson's a fraud. I'm looking at you, Kante, and I'm looking at you, Don Oliver. But guess what? Dante Jackson's a good player, or else they wouldn't have resigned him. So, I, I actually really like JC Horn. He was one of my favorite players in that uh, that 2021 draft. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he just feels like a pro. You know, his dad, Joe Horn, was a wide receiver for the Saints, actually, I believe, for a really good receiver. Yeah, why? So, yeah, I, and he's just been around that his whole life. Went to, uh, where was it, South Carolina? Uh, as he stayed. So, yeah, he, he did good. Uh, he did good there. He, he was a thumper, too. A willing, oh, uh, yeah. willing and really, really vicious tackler. Yeah. And a vicious thumper. And a he, and he's going to be a good pro. I feel like he has a, a, a bounce back here. You know, yeah, and so a lot of people, for a little bit, were dip- 
debating if J.C. Horn or Pat Sertain. And you know what? It was a surprise, a very relative surprise at first. If you remember when J.C. Horn was taken over Pat Sertain. You thought it was going to be a QB? Yeah, well, yeah, we thought it was going to be a QB. But not only that, they went for the second-rated corner, which yeah. we don't know. You know, Sertain's been, was a really had a really great rookie year, but Horn could be just as good, if not better. So. Yeah. But no, uh, to kind of get back to the, the, you know, the ground perspective of things, yeah, I, I have faith in Baker Mayfield. I think this is a good football team. I like Matt Rule as a coach. I feel like he's got a good identity as a team. Uh, and no, I do have a lot of faith in this. This Panthers seem to make a push for the playoffs. My biggest concern is injuries, right? they got to stay healthy. Baker has to stay healthy. Christian McCaffrey has to stay on the field and be that, you know, RB1 first option type of guy. The 1,000, 1,000 guy he was a couple of years ago. So that's what it's mainly going to depend on in, in my books. But, you know, people slipped on Baker. You know, they like to... You know, and I both agree. Yeah, oh, well, which is rare. So, I mean, I'm sticking with it. But, uh, no, he, he's going to... He's going to do good there. I really think he will because we know what Baker is. Baker succeeds in the RPO and the play action where, you know, it's run with a good running back and then get it out to your wide receivers on a play action. And Chris McCaffrey is very good at running routes too. So, I mean, this is, it plays a lot to Baker's strength. I said way back in the episode, this would be a good fit. I don't see it happening because of all the, you know, the external stuff. But now that, you know, it's already happened, I'm like, okay, I, you know, I saw the fit. Didn't think it was going to happen. But we're in this reality now, so I can see how this comes out. What external thing really led Baker Mayfield to want to go to Carolina? Man by the name of Deshaun Watson. <laughs> he got a chance to be a starter in the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> that that in its own right should propel you and really entice you to want to be on any team. I don't care who you are. I'm kind of well. Actually, I'm not really surprised because Baker was not going to play for the Browns anymore. Of course not. No. And you know what? Like, so uh, talking about external things. The complete and utter disrespect of the Cleveland Browns that they showed towards this man. We, you and I have said this, and you were the first one to say it, and I completely agree with you. Who in the world does Cleveland think they are? Here they are, you know, they've had 20-plus years of just futility and mediocrity, worse than mediocrity. It's a disservice to the word mediocrity at the quarterback position. And they finally get a good one. Not great. Josh Allen, obviously, in hindsight, would have been the better pick. But, what, but we've said that multiple times, his upside, Baker Mayfield, is a pro bowl. So you finally get somebody who has that pro bowl caliber talent when the team is around him, and the team was around him. If you, put the, you know, if you play for Baker's strength, you put the team around him, it's a Super Bowl contender, in my opinion. We're talking about the Browns that way. Pretty, so. close, pretty close, in my opinion. And, and you can him. You get rid of him. You show for, him. In my strength. opinion, the worst trade of all time, by the way. But Sean Watson's not going to see the field in the NFL again. That's my prediction. I don't think he should. I don't think he will. So I think he's probably done for football, just in the NFL forever. So this will go down as one of the worst trades of all time. Yeah, for Cleveland. And they're not going to get it back because they knew the price and the risk of what they did, and they gave him a contract immediately. Anyways. Yeah. And you know what? The, the worst part of it is, too, it's not even a matter of they're trading for a man the caliber of talent of Deshaun Watson. They're trading a man for a man the caliber of Deshaun Watson with what has been happening. Exactly. You know, and with yeah. his price and court. Exactly. And we, we don't get political on Conti in it. We and Gina made that very clear a long time ago. Yeah. But, you know, this, no, no, it's, it's, it's a relevant thing that, okay, you know, he should not play in the league, yeah. in my opinion. In my, so it is completely distasteful with the history. I don't care. It, I don't care about Deshaun Watson's talent. The pure fact that the man has history and what is being alleged 
against him, you trade that for a guy who it doesn't matter in his head. He says it all the time. I don't care who I go to. Whoever wants me is going to get that fire and desire because they took a chance on me. He does, he's not selective as to where he goes. Wherever he goes, he's going to view them as the team that selected him and the team that wanted him and went out of their way to make him a priority. And for that, he's forever thankful and forever grateful. And for that, he's going to work his behind off. And that is a quality you so rarely see in the league nowadays because everyone wants this. The money. Everyone money. wants that. Nobody yeah. cares. Baker's not a flashy guy. You know, he doesn't. He doesn't make these super big time plays like you know other quarterbacks. Like you know your Josh Allen's, your Lamar Jackson's, just the super athletic guys. But you know he's a good football player. I mean, he makes the right reads most of the time. And uh, you know his arm. You know he played through an injury, and we said that's commendable. People knocked it on him. Oh, he played bad. Of course he played bad. He's I injured. Don't, I don't get how. Like how? Yeah. If, 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 let me. I'm just asking. I don't. I don't want to insult our fans here. If you're watching on. Marshfield Television. Okay, <laughs> I don't, I don't simply understand. Please, someone explain to me why somebody can be injured, play through an injury, which exudes and exhibits toughness. By the way, that if more than anything, not a man's lack of talent, it exudes toughness. How is he viewed as a bad player? How is he viewed as having a down year or a downgraded year when he was hurt? I'm, I'm with you. I'm you know, like, with you. Yeah. That, 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 you know, it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. To me, it doesn't make sense. And I'm, I'm not insulting anybody who feels that way. I'm genuinely asking, please explain to me. No, I, <laughs> I 100% understand. Yes. Uh, but, I, you know, summarize this up pretty much. Baker's going to do well in the Panthers, I think. I believe so, too. Yeah. I think he's going to have one heck of a year. Yeah. I think he's going to win the most improved player. Or the Ooh, player. I like that. Comeback player of the year. That's not a bad Mr. Don Conti and Baker Mayfield will be your 2022-23 comeback player of the year. I like it. Book it. Book it. That's the second book it we've had on the show. We had the Clippers last week and I like it. By it. Oh yeah, no, I'm standing by it. I still think they're going to be good. Okay. So <laughs> until Paul George turns his ears, yelled, wait a minute, wait a minute. Guys. Wait, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> I saw it. He's staying healthy. This is one of the worst failures in NBA history, in my opinion. 
I mean, you have two guys who think that they were above it all and, and all this. And I supported it. I thought they were going to be a good team. You have know, talent, and I didn't, you know. But there was a year I thought they were going to win it all just because the league felt weak, but Yana said no to that. So, uh, no, I, I'm just so disappointed. And, you know, to think after all of this has happened, he goes, you know what? I'm out of here. It's like, all right, Katie, you know, the situation wasn't ideal, I guess you could say, but it's what you wanted. Fine. Where do you want to go? And he just picks the two one seeds in both conferences, the Miami Heat and the Phoenix Heat. something I was going to say. It's ridiculous. And also, both these teams, in my opinion, I don't know if they get better with KD. Here, let me explain that. The starting five does. Oh, absolutely, the starting five does. But, you know, I've said this before, basketball in the playoffs, a lot about depth. We saw with the Warriors, the teams who have great depth, they go far. And it's just the way it is. I agree with you. Just yes. Okay. I was so, doing yes. In Phoenix, I mean, uh, there was a report that came out actually on our way to getting here. Uh, it was that, here, you know what, actually, I'll pull it up real quick because I think it's literally right here. To sum it up, it's pretty much KD, or the, okay, here it is. The Nets want the biggest trade ever for Kevin Durant. Which reports Brooklyn, Brooklyn is looking into multi-team deals for KD. That's one of the biggest trade returns ever. So, I mean, if, who's going to do this, right? Like, the teams that he wants to go to. You know, the Phoenix Suns thing about where you're going to have to give up. I think you have to give up Devin Booker. I think that's going to have to happen. You don't think so? That whole point is to team up KD and Booker. They would never do that. Maybe team up KD and Chris Paul, though? Because who would they move? DeAndre Ayton? Yes. Okay, so, so they, they haven't signed Ayton. They haven't signed DeAndre Ayton yet, so it have to be like a sign and trade that yeah. deal. So, and then obviously there would be probably three or four teams that get involved in the other round. So definitely a lot of movies. So we'll say, I'll say in theory, I highly doubt that any if and when Kevin Durant gets deal, it will be just a two-team trade. Like yes. if I'm the Suns and you're Brooklyn, it'll just be me and you. John Bro will be right here and he'll be the Denver. <laughs> moderating it. He'll be the Denver Nuggets and Jamal Murray will be going here. <laughs> and then D'Lo, Thomas DeWarrior will be right there, the Boston Celtics, and Grant Williams will go here. Yeah, yeah so I just got misdirected. But <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'll say, all right, so let's say in theory, right, DeAndre Aiden has to go. Yeah. Sure. But still, it's not going to be just DeAndre. It's going to have to be like DeAndre Aiden, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, um, uh, probably, yes, probably Cameron Payne, yeah, and like first round pick, like, and that's, the, you're going to go, oh, that's a lot, think about what we've talked about, the biggest deal ever, and honestly, I argue that's not enough, KD is so talented, man, so talented, it's, it's undisputable, he cannot be guarded one-on-one, I actually love to make the argument that he's the best one-on-one player of all time, I think it's impossible to block his shot, and I think that his length does so much, you know, good for him. Way he's able to get a shot off. So I think he's one of the best one on one players of all time. Gino obviously doesn't look like he agrees with that. But you can make the argument. Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Sure. I'll give you Kareem. That's all I need. But you can make the argument that Katie's one of the best. You can argue. Sure. I thought you were saying he is the. Like, do you know, the cream of the crop, do you know, well, you can make the argument. Okay, for sure. I misunderstood. So, so he's, he's <laughs> going to be, a, you know, a lot in return. And he's a great player. And you know, that's say, okay, we don't have to do anything. We can just make KD play here. He's on a big contract. He can just stay here. I mean, do we even see Kevin Durant play the first couple of games? I mean, this. Do you think it'll be a James Harden situation? I think it could when be. He was at the tail end of his yeah. career in Houston? I think it will be more so like that. I think it absolutely could be. I mean, we're seeing. Uh, it's it's that level of just massive, you know, where it's going to take time, a massive return, where it's going to be a team to finally pull the trigger and go, okay, 
our entire future. Put all the chips on the table, you're all in on Kevin Durant. That's what it is. I don't think the Miami Heat can make a deal happen. I'm not gonna lie. I think Phoenix is more likely. I think Miami could. I, I think it's tough, and I think the Miami deal is worse than the, the Phoenix deal. Because well, if, if you're Miami, you'd have to get rid of Kyle uh, Lowry. Yeah. Bam. Probably Bam. Yeah. yeah, definitely Bam. Yeah, because then you'd have Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. Yeah, Tyler Hero. And that's like your whole team. I know. Yeah, I know. And and, and it's it, it really is tragic. Yeah. That's a little dramatic. But <laughs> it, it, really is, it really is sad. But I mean, there's a price to pay for Jimmy Butler and Kevin Durant. And Felgren has brought up a good point. Those two teams or those two you know mindsets and play styles on court really do kind of gel. You know what I mean? Because Jimmy Butler is like the fast, like the, the aggressive, the aggressor, the one who gets all up in your face, and KD's just the guy that and KD thinks he is. Yes, yeah, KD thinks he is. Okay, but he has security guards and people come after him. But anyways, um, he's more just like the I just want a ball. I just want a ball type of guy. And you know, Jimmy Butler will take all the heat. heat no pun intended. Jimmy Butler will take all the heat, and Kevin Durant will just be like, hey guys. He's always out to Draymond Green. Uh, where Draymond loves to do that. He loves to bring all the attention to him. So Steph and Clay just, you know, you forget about him. Yeah. Because everyone just wants to. Don't let Draymond score. So. so let me present one thing to you, Will, and I want you to see what, I, see what I think or how you feel about this. I said this about a week back, the day of this happened. If you're the Brooklyn Nets, when you got Kevin Durant, when you got Kyrie Irving, and then eventually when you got James Harden, I don't think there was any secret in this universe as to what the goal was when you build a super mega team like that. Win a championship, get one of these. Get a ring, right? You failed to you can do without Golden State. You failed to do that with three first ballot Hall of Famers. In my opinion, you, you absolutely failed to do that with three first ballot Hall of Famers on your team. If I'm looking at this, nobody that you get in return is going to be better than the players that you've already had on your team that failed to win a championship. If I'm the Brooklyn Nets, if I can help it, I don't want a single player in return. And I want to trade bigger than what happened, ironically, in 2013 with the Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets. I want a more massive, probably a, a trade like that on steroids, essentially. That's what I want. And I'm for not, For Kevin Durant. And I'm not joking. I'm, I'm not joking. Once again, I'll repeat myself. Nobody that you get in return is going to be better than the players that you already had on your team. Realistically, it is so hard. I hate Kyrie Irving. It's so hard to be better than him talent-wise. Oh, yeah. How, there's only a, Kyrie is such a tragedy. Really. He, is. he is so talented. It's, it's such a travesty to, to see what happens with Kyrie because, you know, he, he's one of the most talented point guards ever, I think. He's got the handle. He's got the shot. His vision is underrated. But it's just everything outside of that doesn't make him good. Yeah, no, absolutely. He just makes too much noise off the court. And I completely agree with you. Listen, obviously, I, I'm not the whole thing with, I'm not for the shut up and dribble. Everyone should have a voice. People should be allowed to say what you want to say. Absolutely. It's the foundation of the country. But when you make noise that negatively affects your team and those who you share a locker room with and share flight tickets with and playing with every single day, then that's a problem. And that's what Kyrie, Kyrie Irving does. I want to hear your reaction though, about what I said about what I believe Brooklyn that the Brooklyn that should do in, in means of a return for Kevin Durant. Just get a massive trade on steroids? All picks. Yeah, all picks and no players. I, I don't think that's going to happen. What do you feel? What do you feel? If you're the general manager of the Nets and you get a trade like that, 
do you hit accept? Or do you want players in return? I think you want players in return simply because, well, because you need players to play on the team. <laughs> you need players for the game. I mean, if you're kind of right, you might as well get something in return. I think it should be a lot of picks, though. Um, you know, I was talking about Cam Johnson, all those guys. But if you're the Nets, I mean, I feel like you get something some toys, but I think the Nets need to hit eject on every player they have. Ben Simmons, gone. Kyrie Irving, gone. Kevin Durant, gone. And this is a very different opinion that I had from last week, if you remember. I said that they should just stay put and they should see what happens. Well, now we know. Now we know what's going to happen. It's time to hit eject. It's time to send off Ben Simmons. It's time to send Kyrie to... Uh, LA. LA. I talked about this last week, I believe, a little bit for Anthony Davis. I think that's a great trade, and they move Russell Westbrook somewhere else. And you got you just got to move all these pieces. You got to get Ben Simmons to anywhere. Who cares? But Ben Simmons, is he going to play in the NBA again? He will. Are we sure? He will. I, think I hope he does. I'm not a fan of him, but I think he'll play in the NBA. Okay. I and, hope so. Yeah, and you know what? So, wait, but let me kind of bring this, let me bring this idea on to you, though. Okay. So, Kevin Durant. Is the guy that you get all the picks from? Because hmm. you and you definitely know. I mean, it's a quote virtual guarantee that once KD goes, Kyrie is going to go. Kevin Durant is the guy you get the picks for. Kyrie Irving is the guy you get the players for. And obviously, Kevin Durant is a little bit better than Kyrie Irving. That's not really a debate. No. But Kyrie Irving, you can still get some very, very valuable compensation for in terms of on-court player, in my opinion. It looks like, so we'll kind of segue into this after this last point, yeah. you're going to get Russell Westbrook for him. Russell Westbrook and Ben Simmons obviously sounds like an absolute poisonous duo. It does. But that's still big name brand, and that's still some reputable names that at least some, you know, low-level prove-it like, guys would want to be on that team. You know? What do you think? What do you think? Let yeah. KD be the picks. Let Russ be the. I'm sorry. Let um, Kyrie be the players. I, you know, I don't mind that idea. I mean, it feels unrealistic to me. I'll say that. But I mean, in theory, yeah, I think that could be a good move. Um, Maybe I'll throw you out Russell in there. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, believe it or not, I don't hate Russ and Ben Simmons as much as a lot of people do. Because, like I said, I think Ben Simmons is talented. I think Russ is talented. Do I think this team can be for a championship? No, absolutely. Like I said, do I think that they're a top five seed in the, the East? No. <laughs> do I think that they can make the seventh seed and win a play in and then lose in five to like the Bucks? No. Yeah, I think they could. I think they could be a seventh seed. If listen, if KD and Kyrie are an eight seed, Russ and Ben Simmons aren't making the playoffs. Uh, I don't know. Maybe a nine seed, maybe make the play in. I don't know. They, they'll miss the playoffs entirely. You think so? Again, if, if KD and Kyrie are an eight seed, we do know that I do love Russ, and I I don't like Ben Simmons, the persona, but I like him on the floor. Those two, if KD and Kyrie can only make the eight seed and have to play in the play in, Russ and Ben Simmons aren't making the playoffs. That's fair. Entirely. That's a fair assessment. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Entirely. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, we do know the dumpster fire that happened in Brooklyn, but that's my take. Sure. You know, so kind of just to segue in now as we kind of continue talking about Brooklyn, it seems that uh, Kyrie for Russell Westbrook trade is eminent. It really, in my opinion, it really ticks me off to see that the Los Angeles Lakers as a franchise have done everything wrong, and they're still somehow going to get Kyrie. You know, <laughs> it's just like to play with Anthony Davis and LeBron. Oh, it's it's, it's maddening. It really is maddening. They want KD too. They want I, I, saw, I, saw that they, I saw that they tried to make. Yeah, because they would give up uh, KD. Yeah, they give up KD 
and then probably Ben Simmons too. And I'm just like, please, Mike, please, it's awful. It's so bad. But what was Seth Curry apparently too? Steph. No, Seth. Oh, Seth. In the Brooklyn Trailblazers. No, but like, what is, come on. Like, he's already asking for Katie and Kyrie. And like, no, you know what? We hold all the rev- uh, leverage, sorry. Give us Seth. You hold no leverage. You hold none. None whatsoever, my friend. So, what do you think about this imminent uh, Kyrie for Russell Westbrook trade? Um, well, first of all, you get a lot better if you're the Lakers, in my opinion. Because I think L.A. is one of the teams that didn't require a vaccine. So, one, you know, Kyrie, Kyrie's going to be able to play. And I think now that, you know, we get it, Closer to uh, the end of 2022 and 2023, this is probably a thing of the past now with the whole the vaccine and everything like that. It feels like it's very much on the downhill, you know, knock on wood. So, hopefully. But, uh, oh, I put it in message, you know. It's fine. <laughs> but, did you know what Oh, I lost where I was at. No, so, um, yeah, it's a thing of the past. I think Kyrie, hopefully, in theory, plays at least 60 games in Los Angeles if he goes there. He's where he wants. I mean, he's going to sell all his voodoo magic stuff there. And it's, uh, God, I hate him so much. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that this works the best for the Lakers. It doesn't very, work very well for Brooklyn. I mean, you can talk about a rebuild, but what other option do you have? I mean, do you just not let Kyrie play? I mean, I don't know. But you have to trade Kyrie. Yeah. You absolutely have to trade Kyrie. And, you know, I kind of want this to be like a little quick like five minutes. Sure. You know, so I personally think that, yes, this trade is imminent. And like I said, off the bat, Lakers did everything wrong as a franchise, and they're still going to have Kyrie, LeBron, and Anthony Davis. But, you know, it seems like no matter where Kyrie Irving goes, for some reason, immediately when he gets there, the people in the media just forget his off-the-court persona. They forget his, you know, problems that he brings to an externally to a franchise. And, and everyone's like, they're winning it all, they're winning it all. Who's to say that Kyrie Irving isn't going to make a fuss in L.A., and he's not going to play there, and then something bad will happen where, you know, all of a sudden there's an issue, and then you end up with LeBron, and I believe AD will stay healthy again this year. But I don't. You don't think so? I think AD will stay healthy this year. I, I, will, I hope he does. He's like, did you see what Kevin Garnett said on, uh, I forget what show he was on. He's, he's they, right there. Yeah, well, like, well, Kevin Garnett said he is too talented to be where he is at right now. I saw that. Way too talented. I agree with him. I hope he stays healthy, but. I think, I think that, I'm not going to say he's going to return to MVP form, but with that being said, if Anthony Davis does play healthy in a full 82-game season, then yes, he will. He will, absolutely. He'll return to that MVP level form. So the Lakers, it, it, the X factor is Anthony Davis because LeBron isn't going to fall off. As much as I do not like LeBron, he's not going to fall off. He's still going to be a great player. He's still going to be one of the best players in the league. But still, the X factor on that team is Anthony Davis. Kyrie Irving is unreliable. And not only that, but we've seen LeBron and Kyrie. They won a championship, but towards the end, it really veered off. Can I, bring, can I bring up Felgren Matter real quick? Because this is something you talked about. No, this is something that you talked about on Felgren Matter. You know, Gino calls into Felgren Matter quite frequently. I mean, less frequently now, but still, still, still a good amount. He used to call in. And this was something you talked about when Kyrie and Katie first went to Brooklyn. You said if I were an organization, or specifically the Boston Celtics, if Kyrie stays, you get KD. And you said no. 
I don't want to have to deal with that locker room. And they laughed at you back then, Gino, and I'm going to give you credit where credit's due. I mean, if you're an organization, you don't want Katie and Kyrie right now. It's way too much. So I commend you on that, but Thank that's you. something you talked about Thank a couple you. years back. And you know what? There, there is something that they do say sometimes where it's like you're telling me that you, the second you saw Kevin Durant in the Celtics uniform, you would fall in love with them. And it's fair. It's fair. Yeah. It's fair. Because and I probably would. Because who doesn't love that talent? You know, like, when you have such a talented player like that on the court, why, why wouldn't you love him? You know, but at, at the same time, like, again, sorry, but <laughs> who does want to deal with the locker room? And now look at the reason they're disbanding. It's not because KD is – well, he does have injury, injury history. Injury history. Okay. It's not because of that. It's not because of he's going to be 35 and they're worried about a decline. It's because of the locker room. Yeah. I mean – Clear as day, it's because of the locker room. Katie doesn't like to admit it. He's he's kind of a sensitive guy. He cares a lot about what the media says and the media does well. I know he will. <laughs> no, we saw this way back. I mean, when people talked about us, remember that press conference? Was like he's an idiot. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, Katie thought, oh, you know, I'll, I'll be the villain. I'll do what's right for me. And he pretended like he didn't care what people said in Golden State. He cared. Big time. It hurt him. We saw with the burners. And then he does. He cares what the media thinks. Because we're like, hey, he's going to win one by himself. He won't be able to win with the Warriors. Oh, I'm going to go to Brooklyn. And I'm going to make this organization great. And, he, you know, I'm going to do this. And he goes there. And then he fails. And he doesn't really like what the media is saying. And now they're talking about, oh, is Katie this? Is Katie that? Because he didn't perform. And now he's like, oh, let me go to a team and win. And now he's posting. You know, the media is giving him crash again. And he's posting, like, if you know me, you know I've been doing this. It's like, all right, Kevin, I don't know you, right? I really hope to meet you one day, Kevin Durant. I'm sure you're a fantastic guy, but you, I think you're a sensitive dude. From what I see on the outside, you're a guy who, you know, doesn't like being talked negatively in the media. And there, there are players out there who don't care, right? Well, well Jimmy Butler doesn't care. about Kevin Durant, you, me, like three of us, me, you, and Kevin Durant. Yes. We all bleed. That's true. We all bleed. Nothing special about him. Yeah. <laughs> but, not, but like, there, there's guys who no more don't care about the media. You know what I mean? And there, there's guys who pretend they don't care about the media. Like, Ben Simmons, I feel like, like he's in the same way. D-Rose doesn't care about the media. I'm convinced. He, he does not care. He just wants the ball. He just wants the ball. Jimmy Butler doesn't care about the media. You know, there's people out there who really, really don't care. I don't think Jalen Brown cares about the media, which I love about him because the media still loves him, which... He's a very smart dude. He deserves that. But, uh, no, so uh, if you're Kevin Durant, I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard to look at a guy like Kevin Durant who thinks he's redeeming himself because that's what he thinks he's doing. He's failed. He failed that. And he's going to fail wherever he goes next to. Yeah. Unless it's Golden State. Right? Oh, yeah. Which is out. Very unlikely. I did. Very yeah. unlikely. Yeah. Good uh, Lord. So kind of going, you know, I will be here. These two things kind of coincide, coexist with one another. The Utah Jazz, Will Nicholson, if you didn't see, which I'm sure you did, and I know you did, they were able to dis- disload Rudy Gobert for Patrick Beverly, Malik Beasley, four first-rounders, technically five because of their first-round pick, Minnesota's, I'm sorry, yeah, Minnesota's first-round pick. So technically and essentially five first-rounders for Three-time Defensive Player of the Year, Rudy Gobert. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know. First of all, let's go into the Jazz perspective. Danny Ainge, we do know, got hired as a basketball operations consultant in Utah. 
What did they ruin in Utah, man? What's going on there? What did they ruin in Utah? What did they ruin? Oh, I know. It's like, yeah, I mean, first of all, Danny. Trainer Danny's back at it. Oh, my God. Danny, what a fleece. Are you kidding me? For Rudy Gobert, who has been god-awful in the playoffs, you get that in return? What is KD going to go for? I mean, he just shook the market. He's like the Christian Kirk. I was about to say that. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah, shakes the market. It's Christian Kirk. It's bad. And now, like, Depot's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, wait a minute. No, I want money. And the Niners are like, <laughs> But, no, I mean, round of applause to Danny Ainge. I mean, seriously, great, great job. You got so much in return. I mean, this was a great trade for Utah. Uh, you got a lot of pieces back. You freed up a ton of cap space, which is very underrated. They're going to be a big free agency player next year when a lot of their expiring contracts go. They're going to have a lot of money, and they're going to be able to get someone great next to Donovan Mitchell. But I think, I mean, this makes this team better, in my opinion. I mean, obviously, you lose, you know, Rudy Gobert, who I give him a lot of flack. But he's still, exactly. He deserves that, at least. I don't think he's good in the playoffs. I think he gets picked on in pick and rolls. And, you know, it's hard for him to be a perimeter defender, but but, Still. but let's keep in mind, to switch the football real quick, when Aaron Donald and J.J. Watt get it, Will Nicholson, <laughs> Well, I think it's different. Those are good players, you know what I mean? So is Rudy Gobert. <laughs> he's not a good player? He's a good player, but, I mean, he's not one of the best ever. Like, Aaron Donald's one, one of the best, best ever. Rudy Gobert? Rudy Gobert. You're a three-time nope. defensive player of the year. You're one of the best defensive players. In the I disagree. You don't think he's, you can, can you name 19 guys better than him on defense? Probably. Give me some time. I can probably do it. Mm-hmm. You got like Scotty Pippen. We won't see this once next week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come the next week and okay. Maybe not 19 guys, but I can name a couple of guys who are better. So out of the millions of players, hundreds of thousands of players that have played, you're telling me you can maybe name 19 guys better than him? Out of the, every single player to ever play in the league, you can maybe name that well, guy. We talk about that his well, we gotta talk about his weaknesses. He gets uh, he gets exposed in the playoffs in the half court when you pick on him in the pick and roll. Teams literally just go out. They get, a, they get a guard on him. He can't guard anything. Right. He's gonna block and shots. I'll give him that. But I mean, also we gotta put this into perspective. Straight makes no sense for Minnesota, in my opinion. I mean, what Cap plays the four now? I yeah. mean. I feel like that ruins your spacing, in my opinion. So this is this is a better version, in my opinion, of what the Indiana Pacers were doing a few years back when they had Sabonis at the four and Miles Turner at the four. This is a better version than that. And let me be clear, t- Twin Towers can work in the NBA. They can work, okay, because what would have happened, if, I'm, I'm being serious, if Thon Baker made it And then you, I'm, I'm being serious. <laughs> I knew you were going to laugh, but that's what I tried to say, I'm being serious. <laughs> what would have happened if Thon Maker panned out? Yeah. And then you had Giannis at the four and Thon Maker at the five. That's fair. We I'm not saying, saying that it can work, but I feel like you need to have, you know, a specific skill set. I mean, shooting is important in the league as much as I agree. Yeah. So I, I, it worked in 2020 with Anthony Davis, and I don't even remember who played center for them. It was like Marcus Hall. No, that was the year after. Marcus Cousins. In L.A.? Oh, in L.A.? I'm sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, Marcus Hall and Dwight Howard. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that worked. I don't... Well, this still really too, because Boogie was on the Lakers, right? Was he? I don't think I he think was. He, I think he was for a short term. Uh, there was space this past year, right? And they didn't win. No, they didn't win. I don't know. But anyway, uh, it, it can work. There's times where it can work. I don't think this works out. Uh, I mean, it's hard, because you got to build around Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is legit. 
He could be one of the best players in the league. Also, he was hilarious and hustled to watch. I'm, I'm very sold on Anthony Anthony Edwards, but this is what I was going to kind of finish my point about that specific topic with. Okay. Anthony Edwards needs to now take that next step. Yes. Because the, he's not the, getting any help from the organization. Yeah, because the, the Timberwolves kind of made an unconventional trade. Not unconventional, but well, like for, for first, Ricky, Ricky, which is not Ricky Rubio, oh my god, how far back am I thinking? Pat <laughs> Beverly, yeah. and then Malik Beasley. Say what you want, but Patrick Beverly, losing Pat Beverly, that's, I don't like that. I don't like it either. No, I'm with you. Because in my no, opinion, I love that. I'm not going to say he was the heart and soul of the organization. Because he wasn't. He was there for one year. But he was a locker room leader, and he was a man who really and truly Absolutely. propelled yeah. those players as kind of like that veteran presence. I think that, especially as you're Minnesota, a team who is building really right and correctly, looking to ascend, you need a guy like Pat Bell on your roster, and you got rid of him. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate Pat Bell, but yeah. do I disagree with what he goes on first take and says that? Seven in the morning. Yeah, I mean a little bit. But first off, first off, in regards to that, Will was trying to prove to his brother Brady that what I was saying was ridiculous, and he was like, "Look at this video. Look at his video." And Brady, Brady Nick goes, "He didn't say anything about Brady." Okay, but you and Brady are the same person. Come on. Okay. Let's get, we'll get everyone around next time. All right. Sure. We'll see how, how exactly outrageous what happened. It, it was just like it was. All right, it's not that it was outrageous. It's just how. Oh, what is he saying? You know. You were saying it was outrageous. I just, I don't think it was the right move for Pat Bev. But still, you know, away from that, I think his presence in the locker room is massive. He's a defensive menace. Besides the one dirty play he had on Westbrook way back when Westbrook was in OKC and he was on Houston, I, I do like the guy. I think Pat Bev is a good player, and I feel like, you know, you need a guy like him on every team. I say this about a lot of teams. You need a tough guy. And not a fake tough guy. You need a real tough guy. Yeah, and that's that's a smart guy. Draymond Green and Jimmy Butler, you need it. You absolutely need it. PJ Tucker had two of them. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, in my opinion, now this is kind of the cue for Anthony Edwards to take that next step because he's an all-star. He's a, he is a complete all-star. I really like Anthony Edwards. But now, if you're going to take the unconventional route to success, which, again, can work. We don't really see Twin Towers in the league that much anymore. But when done correctly and if done properly, it, it can be absolutely unstoppable. It can be absolutely, like, you, you, no one will be able to beat them. Because not only can nobody get in the paint, but, yes, Rudy Gobert is a good perimeter defender. But Kat can definitely do it. So you do have a little bit of a weakness, but not a lot of teams are going to be scoring in the paint on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Anthony Edwards, it is your time now to step up and be that true superstar. And listen, D'Angelo Russell, please let's not forget about D'Angelo Russell. He's a good player, He too. can be a major, major contributor to this team. I think, and I think he will be. Because he's a former All-Star in his own right. Let's not forget what D'Angelo Russell can do when he has his own team. No, I, I remember the Brooklyn days. Do you think but do you think that this trade makes Minnesota better? I think it does. In the very short term, yes. Okay. In the short term, yes. Yeah, I could probably agree with that. Yeah, yeah in the short term, I think yes. maybe they go from like a 7 seed to maybe like a, you know, 4 or 5 seed. I think they get, I don't think they make it out of the first or second round. They make it out of the first round. Do they? They make it out of the first What if they see who's the one they who, who are you thinking in the seventh season? I mean, they, they faced Golden State, correct, in the first round? Uh, no. Or was it? They faced uh, Utah. No, it was or Memphis. It was Memphis, I'm sorry. They Memphis played Memphis six. extremely tough. Yeah, oh, they yeah. played Memphis. But like you Memphis. lost a lot of that toughness. You did. You absolutely did. But 
you again, you gain a three-time defensive player of the year. Sure. You, you, when you gain a three-time defensive player of the year, it, it's hard to it's hard to argue that. I mean, th- I mean, think about it. it. It would be a massive it would be a massive overpay, but if an NFL team gave up seven first-round picks for Aaron Donald, that team gets immediately better because yes. they add an absolutely elite defender. But you gave up seven first-round picks. Stuff. Yeah. Say if the Patriots do it, they gave up Kyle Duggar. Say they gave up uh, Christian Barmore, and they gave up Matthew Judon and seven firsts for Aaron Donald. I don't think you'd be a big fan of that trade. Right? I would not. In the short run, sure. They got better. They got Aaron Donald. Yeah. For how long is he there? And I'm not comparing Gobert to Aaron Donald. Let me just make that clear. But you, but you know, but hey, they're both yeah. they're they're both three-time Defensive Player of the Year. So real quick to kind of conclude here. So. If you're Utah now, you now have this bevy of first-round picks, and you actually have some decent pieces that you can move to, because Malik Beasley is a walking bucket. Pat Bev is desirable to championship-winning teams. Do you now package at least those first-round picks to get somebody who is an all-star or even a superstar, if you could, or do you go through the draft? Because in, in, let me argue, I'll, I'll let you answer after this, but I kind of give a little argument here. In my opinion, if you you're asking Donovan Mitchell to be a little too patient, if you're going through the draft, if you're Utah, that's my personal opinion because I think that Donovan Mitchell he's still young and he still can't improve, believe it or not. But I think that you're asking him to wait a little too long and asking him to be a little too patient if your plan is to go through the draft like the Celtics did with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. Yeah. So my thing is, I agree. I think that you're asking a little, a little too much to to wait around, and I'm a guy that we talked about it last time, I love homegrown teams, I think it's the way to go, uh, but I mean, I, I agree, I think you're waiting too long with, with Donovan Mitchell, he's been very loyal to Utah, he's played very well, I mean, everyone in Utah loves Donovan Mitchell, great player, um, I mean, with these first rounders, I think you do actually have to, to go and get someone, I don't know who that could be, and maybe you start with yeah, I mean, Damon D. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty good backcourt, but, I mean, right now you have so many good pieces. Like, what do you have to give all of that for Dame? So, which, I, I, I like Pat Bev. I think Pat Bev should stay on this team. I, <laughs> I like him there. Um, yeah, so, I, I guess you get Dame, Donovan Mitchell, they just like showing, well, they don't even know if they're playing at the three anymore. What about Anthony Davis? Because they got a first. Yeah. I'm sorry, don't, let's not forget. I said something I forgot to mention. They got a first for Maurice O'Neal, too. So they have that five first-round picks that they can unload. Does that put them in the Kevin Durant sweepstakes? I don't think so. I doubt it. Five first-round picks? Yeah, and you got Pat Bev. I think Danny's smarter than smarter than that, though, you know? This is the thing with Danny How unsmart are you if you pair KD and D Mitchell? Sure, but remember, we're talking about Danny Ainge here. How many times were we begging Danny Ainge to use these first-round picks? And he didn't. He did. That's all he did. Towards the end, he poured it first. Oh, he ordered them, and listen, but and he listen. didn't use them. That's my point. He had them, he didn't use them. So I feel like he's going to have to do unload them for superstar by using them. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought you meant use them, drop them. No. But let's not forget, he traded Al Jefferson for Kevin Garnett. <laughs> Al Jefferson at the time was viewed as an ascending all-star player. Yeah. He was, and he got an MVP caliber player out of it. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to uh, there's no really Al Jefferson on the Utah Jazz, but, well, he was at one point, but there's no, like, Al Jefferson-like player or prospect on the Utah Jazz, but they can use those five first-round picks, and then if you could throw in whoever else you want in there besides Dimitri. Yeah, I, I agree. They need to go and get someone, but 
to an extent. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they should go get Kevin Durant. Um, I'm trying to just think of guys who, you know, because like, I think Donovan, I think Donovan Mitchell works well with the wing, which is a little, you know, contradictory. I just said I don't want them to get Kevin Durant. But uh, I, I feel like it would work really well. I know. I feel like it worked well with a wing. Uh, I don't know who that would be, though. I don't. But uh, who, do you got a guy like Jimmy Butler? Yeah, that would work. What about Jimmy Butler? Yeah, Jimmy Butler would work. Or how about this? How about this? You trade not all your first-round picks, but maybe one or two, and you include those other players that you got, you get Jamal Murray. It's not a bad one either. Get Jamal Murray. I'm a huge on Jamal Murray. Me too. How about uh, this? Like Brandon Ingram. From New Orleans. I'm hey, a big Brandon Ingram fan. I don't know. I don't, I don't know about Brandon Ingram. I don't feel like he's all the way there yet. I love Brandon Ingram. Sure. He's, he's, he's an all-star. Yeah. He's an all-star. Yeah. Uh, sure. So we'll also Brandon Ingram in there. But I mean, there's, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of young like wings that can be traded. You know what I mean? And there's not a whole lot out there right now. But yeah, there isn't. But it's hard. That's pretty much all I got. Yeah, no, me too. You satisfied, Will? Yeah, I am. Okay, but did we get through everything? Wow, we powered through that, really. We did. But yeah. you know, with all these talks about Kevin Durant being traded, they want the biggest trade in NBA history. But a lot of teams are kind of forgetting that somewhere out there in this league, there's one untouchable man. There's one untouchable player that even the likes of Kevin Durant isn't worthy of moving. Absolutely not. Can you think of his name? I think I know it. Ladies and gentlemen. Thanks everyone. Remember to follow us on social media at Conti and Nick. And thank you again to uh, MCN Marshall Community Media, who uh, just rebranded. That's the the big thing now. They just rebranded. So thank you to them for letting us use their amazing studio uh, every every Wednesday here. And uh, yeah, thank you. Peace.